As a preacher, what's the most important attribute you can have? Is it the ability to speak well, eloquence? Is it general competence in your leadership, people follow you? Is it your ability to capture the attention of the people in front of you in your congregation and really communicate a message? Well, I'm gonna argue that while those things are important, they pale in comparison to how important it is that you are a person of character. Character, let's call it holiness, let's call it godliness, matters more than anything in your ability to minister to and affect life change in the people that you speak to week after week. And in this podcast, we're gonna discuss why that's the case, how to make sure that we are in step with the Holy Spirit so we can be people of character, and how we can make sure that the people on our team are also people of character. That's all happening right now, so stick around. This is episode 30 of the Preaching Donkey Podcast. My name is Lane, I am your humble host. It's awesome to have you watching on YouTube or listening on Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever you are joining us from. Thank you for being here. It really means a lot to me that you would take time out of your week to listen to what I have to say. If I have anything that is valuable or helping you, it means the world to me that you would do that. And today we're gonna talk about something that I believe is one of the most underrated parts of how we need to judge the effectiveness of our ministries, but also the effectiveness of other people's ministries, and also whether we should have someone on our staff or on our team or not, and that is character. And before we get into that, I wanna put something in your hands for free that will help with your preaching, provided that you are a person of character. It can't make up for a lack of character, but it can give you some practical steps as you are writing and delivering sermons, and that's my 21-day guide to creating killer sermons. You can pick that up for free at preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. It's a three-week, three-step process that will help you to create and walk through the process of writing and preparing an effective sermon and then delivering that sermon. So preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. Years ago, I read a church leadership book, and one of the sections of this book was talking about a common way of selecting staff. And it had three criteria. And this is common. I don't think this person came up with this idea, but it was three things. Competency, chemistry, and character. That if you're going to look for someone to select them and put them on your staff or put them on your team or have them lead a volunteer team or even be in a position of leadership at all, then you wanna look for three things. You wanna look for competency, meaning that that person can do the job and do it well. And you also wanna look for chemistry, right? Because if they're gonna be on your team, you gotta like them. It's okay to want people that you get along with, that you have common interest. And so sometimes you meet people and you say, man, they're, they might be really good at the job and they're very competent, but can I work with them and can they work with me? And then the third thing was character. At the core level, if that person is not trustworthy, not a person of integrity, not a person of character, then the first two things don't matter, right? They can get the job done and you like being around them, but you can't trust them, that's a non-starter. You can't really go anywhere from there. 
And much of the time at Preaching Donkey, when we're talking about tactics and strategies to help you preach and lead with more effectiveness, whether it's through our books or through one of our courses or in our advanced coaching community, all of those things have competency as their core deliverable. In other words, my job at Preaching Donkey is to deliver resources to you that help you become more competent in the craft of preaching primarily, but also in pastoring and church leadership in general. And I like to think that we deliver on that promise, at least most of the time when you come to Preaching Donkey, that's what you're gonna hear about is how to preach and how to lead with effectiveness and clarity. And if you look back through YouTube and you look back through this podcast and you go through preachingdonkey.com and look at the blog, you're gonna find article after article after video after video that focus on competency. However, if you are a competent person in preaching, you can communicate well, you can, you can deliver, a, you're an orator uh, that, that, that stands with giants, and yet you are not a person of character, then none of it matters. Can God still use you? Sure, God uses imperfect people. Can the Holy Spirit still work through you when you preach and teach? Sure, he, he can do anything he wants. However, your influence with the people that you lead and your influence with the people, your, your colleagues in ministry and your influence as a, your church's influence, if you're not a person of character and that becomes something that people realize and they will if they're around you long enough and they deal with you long enough, that can ultimately affect your competency because you are only as good as your character. You're, there's, a, there's a saying that Craig Rochelle likes to, to quote, and I'm not sure who came up with it. it, might've been him, might've been someone else, but he says, competency will get you to the top, character is what keeps you there. So in other words, there's a lot of people because they're a natural talent, let's say in preaching and leadership, they can, they can start a church and they can grow it really fast because they have a lot of charisma and people just like them and they like to follow them, right? That's that competency and chemistry. There's enough people who say this guy, is he's got it, right? And so they follow that person to the top. Then the problem is they don't have the character to sustain all that comes with being at the top, right? quote unquote, you know, however we define top. It doesn't have to be a big mega church. It could just be your church or my church, right? That competency and the ability to do something gets us where we want to be. And then the real test comes in and that is, are we a person of integrity? Are we a person of character? This is why I think Paul in 1 Timothy and Titus talked a lot about the role of a pastor and the qualifications of a pastor and he, at, at, at its core, it's that the pastor is above reproach. And then he gets into defining what it looks like to be above reproach. And he gives a little bit more specificity. But the idea of being above reproach, put simply, is just you are a person of such moral character and such integrity that even if people tried to throw stones at you, they're going to fall short because there's just nothing that they can get on you. Now, here's the thing. Does that mean that you have to be perfect as a pastor? No, uh, I'm certainly not. I'm sure you're not. I'm sure the pastor that you love dearly isn't. No one's perfect. But it just means that you are a person who strives for genuine 
holiness and character and integrity such that people recognize that. So if you're thinking about your effectiveness as a pastor and what's most important, I want us to, as a community of preachers and as a community of pastors, I want us to focus on character first. Because when Paul said the person must be above reproach, he also lists able to teach, right? If you think about this, he must be above reproach, a man of one wife, not a drunkard, not quarrelsome, meaning he's not getting fights all the time, and able to teach. It seems like those two things are disconnected a lot of times in our modern culture and in our modern church, where if someone is able to teach, right, they can communicate the word of God in a powerful way, we, in a lot of cases, just dismiss the above reproach part. And we say, well, you know, I mean, if, if you think about it, I mean, he's, he's not the best person or he's kind of a jerk if you know him in real life, but man, he can teach, he can communicate. And we've actually seen a few pastors who have lost their churches and lost their ministries because of this exact issue. One of them, one good example is James McDonald. James McDonald was the pastor at Harvest Bible Fellowship in Chicago for years and years. He started it and it grew very large and he was able to teach and yet not a person of character. And for a long time, this issue of character was something that was pushed under the rug a lot, where the elders and the leadership there would just back him up on bad financial decisions and domineering leadership and all the things that he was doing that were below reproach, right? Not above reproach, but below reproach. And yet, because he was a powerful communicator and teacher, we kind of let the character slide because he knows what he's talking about and he could communicate it well. Same thing happened with Mark Driscoll. And I'm not throwing stones at these guys. I know Mark Driscoll was restored to ministry and planted a church. And I don't know what your opinion is on him or James McDonald. I'm just saying that this is incredibly common with people. Carl Lentz is another one, right? Where you had a really compelling, charismatic speaker, and yet his personal life was kind of falling apart. And he lost his ministry over that. When we look at these kind of bigger guys that have these massive churches, it's easy to point fingers and say, oh, that's what it looks like when people are in the pulpit, but they're not a person of integrity. But I had an experience just this week with a pastor that you would not know his name, not a large church, not a well-known pastor, but not a person of integrity. But from some interactions that I had with him, I was able to realize that this guy is one person in the pulpit and a totally different person in his private life. Not a person of character, not a person of integrity, and yet he is a decent communicator. Not the best, but a decent one. There's enough people who probably trust that person because he can speak that have no idea how little integrity and character he actually has. So again, for those of us who want to strive for excellence in our preaching and in our leadership, let us not forget character. So how do we just become people of character? Well, I don't know if it's quite that easy. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. It's something he has to do within us. But I think the first thing we have to realize is we have to be willing to admit our own sin. This is basic, right? We just have to be able to admit and confess before God that here's the places that I fall short. I think we need good accountability in our lives so that people can call us out and say, hey, you know what? What you're doing there is a little bit shady. What you're doing there may not be an overt lie, but it's dishonest. 
What you're doing there was taking advantage of that person. You shouldn't do that. Hey, when you say you're gonna do something and then you don't do that thing, people mistrust you. Hey, that financial dealing that you took the church through, that's probably not the best way to manage the church's finances. The only way you have that kind of accountability is when you're actually known by other people. This is why having some kind of leadership team or board or chair of elders is so important and it's biblical to have some kind of leadership that oversees your dealings at the church because you have to not only admit and confess when you're at fault, but you have to actually have accountability or you sometimes won't admit and confess when you're at fault. Because the problem is sometimes we can be deceived where we will talk ourselves into being okay with something that's not okay. And if we don't have the people in our lives to keep us in check, then we can really fall apart. Solomon says there's safety in a number of counselors. So we need to have a lot of people, a lot of wise people, a lot of prudent people who are able to speak into our situation and help guide when we're going off the path. And then I think at the core level, we have to be willing to every single day submit to God and submit to the Holy Spirit's work in our lives and submit to his sanctifying work in our lives and in our hearts from the inside out. Because a lack of integrity really just shows a duplicitous nature, meaning that you're one person on the inside, and yet on the outside, you act like someone else. And this is why, if you think about integrity, what does that word come from? It comes from the word integral, which kind of goes down to the word integer, which just means whole, a whole number or one. So if you are an integral person or a person of integrity, you are one person. You're one person on the inside, one person on the outside. You're not trying to hide anything and you're not duplicitous. You're the same person at church as you are at work. You're the same person at work as you are at home. That's integrity and it's very difficult to achieve. It's very difficult to maintain, but it is the goal. So more than competency, more than chemistry, character, integrity, holiness, being above reproach is the most effective thing you can do for your ministry. Everything else is just peripheral to that goal. Let's get that figured out. Let's get character figured out. And then let's work on communication because we're gonna work on communication. Then let's work on sermon prep and sermon delivery because we're gonna work on sermon prep and sermon delivery. Those things are extremely important. However, those things, absent character and absent integrity are gonna make you fall short every single time. And if you wanna last for the long haul, you have to be a person of integrity and not just a person who can get the job done and make people feel good. Not sure who needed to hear this today, but I wanted to encourage you with this message. It's a little bit different than what we normally do on this channel. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, I'll be back with another episode. Until then, remember if God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through you, even if we're people that are in process, and he can speak through me. See you next time here at the Preaching Donkey Podcast.